Hannah. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories, Stories to, to Tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, or just spooky little things you tell us about. And Anna. Andrew. The holidays are upon us. They're up, up on us. They are up on us. They're, they're down. They're crouching on our heads like a <laughs> medieval demon. Right. A little homunculus. A little hum. And Anna, with the holidays being up on us... <laughs> Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Girl. Okay. I don't normally address gay men as girl, but <laughs> I, I feel that this one... Yeah. I had such a... I mean, I think you are the king of... You're not just the king of spooky Christmas things. Mm-hmm. You're also the king of so bad it's funny medical experiences. Oh, no. I, well, the good news is they didn't cancel my appointment. The bad news is they did a full, like, Dr. Hibbert... No. Um, arrested development doctor like it, if somebody submitted it in a script the note would be like I just feel like this is too dumb oh <laughs> like, no i don't know that doctors would say that i okay if anyone can beat this i am l- reach my, out my toes are curling out of oh order. okay <laughs> screech <laughs> uh so I went in for an, a biopsy and the woman did an ultrasound first and then the very buff <gasps> radiologist who is, I imagine the guy who's been canceling my appointment. First of all, they called me in the morning to say, hey, can you come in four hours early as I was like on the oh way to a class, my God, um, which was fine because they had, they'd done that. A bunch of other times and then canceled it. I don't know if this is interesting if to people in their twenties or if it's like spooky. This it's is cautionary. Like, this, this is, is their true crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is listening to older people talk about medical <laughs> medical woes. We've reached it. Yeah. Um, so buff guy comes in, doesn't introduce himself. Oh God. And then she he looks down and says, You forgot the scalpel. And she says, Oh, sorry. And then holds out a scalpel like it was a single serve one Jeez. that was in one of those like wrappers and then she tried to pull it out and couldn't and then she held it over my face i'm like lying on my back and she held it over my face and he tried yanking it out so it was just like two inches it wasn't that close to my face this is an edgar Allan poe story it was uh, this is i thought you said edgar Allan poe this is edgar Allan poe story yeah. he has a beautiful house <laughs> it's so huge. he wrote seventh heaven yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, happy the dog was a very difficult part to cast. It's like white peacocks walk behind him. Um, so they're doing that, and I was like, "Great!" So that'll be the thing that happens. That's a little janky, but whatever. I got the appointment. They didn't cancel it. Great. Um, and she, so one person does the ultrasound, the other person does the needle. Oh. Um, and she had done it before he came in, and then she did it again, and then. He's looking at the screen and I'm staring at his face because I like to think that I'm like an FBI profiler who can like tell if I can diagnose myself based on the person's face. Oh, my God. Uh, Which is not good because I'm a worst case scenario person. So I shouldn't be doing this. And if it weren't for Jason, I would be uh, in a river somewhere. (laughs) Rowing? Uh, Rowing. Very buff (laughs) and gay. (laughs) Um, So... But he's completely stone-faced, and the woman who's doing the ultrasound points at the screen and says, see this, this is what I was talking about. Do you see this right here? And he said, yeah, okay, yeah, that's really bad. All right, uh, oof. She said, do you see what I mean? He's like, yeah, that's really, really terrible. Uh, 
And at this point, I was already crying because I've never, I'm lucky enough that I haven't had to have surgery before. Right. But it's very like, it was like weird. You know, when you're crying, you don't know why. It was just yeah, like emotional to have course. someone stick a thing in you. And yes. I was like, oh, I hadn't budgeted for this. Um, But then they're talking about like. Right. And I was like, great. Okay. They kept canceling the appointment. And it's been so long that now I have something bad. <sighs> and I, it turns out they were talking about the screen on the machine. Everyone got to go to jail. Everybody go in jail. That- is so what what do you want to know how i found out how did you find out i let them talk for a minute like that and then i asked them while weeping if they were talking about the machine or me and they said oh the machine no no no. if we were talking about your like tissue we would talk to you but if we're talking to each other it's not something that concerns you and i was like you know i in the i'm in the room right Right. just don't say that about we can talk about the screen later but it also like it wasn't even like a relief after the fact because they were talking about how the screen was fucked up and they were like they really got to order a new one i don't know (laughs) he he said i don't know if this is going to be usable i was like great i mean oh god so that's anna i'm so sorry that's so scary it's not cool. No. And then I had a reaction to the bandage that they put on, which is a very Andrew thing to do. Oh, God. And that's the end of campfire stories <laughs> from people in their 30s. Oh, was it was it the adhesive or something? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That's not... And you know all about adhesive. Yeah, I've got... I've had it all over. Um, <laughs> I they're, they're, like, Every time I've like had a skin, uh, a skin scancer, a skin <laughs> cancer thing removed... Oh. They're always like, oh, sorry, you're going to have a rash for a bit. Cause like, and normally I'm not sensitive to that sort of stuff, but there's some sort of the waterproof adhesive for mm-hmm. Band-Aids gets me every time. They really do put it on so hard like you're an animal who's going to rip it off. Yeah. But here's why. I completely want to rip it off. Like I empathize <laughs> with every dog I've ever put a cone on. Yeah. I should have let them just rip it out because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I am a I am a hirsute person, and so very often they're like, "Uh oh, this is really going to hurt when you take it off, and probably going to hurt when it's on all the time." Because <laughs> anytime you move and there's hair, it's like, "Oh, some someone is yanking on the hair." No, um, they don't shave you. Sometimes they do, and then that feels weird. Also, it's too sexual. I think there, it feels so fundamentally wrong to see like um, a tray of tools and then have a little disposable like. <laughs> Chic razor the kind of thing you get from a hotel yeah, like a nice a, a nice hotel did, well when i had my urethroplasty they went to put the iv in on my uh left hand and i was like oh it's really hard to find the vein on my left hand they're like well we'll do it on the left hand so they shaved my whole hand so it looked like i was wearing a uh like a hair sleeve like they shaved my knuckles, which I was like, this is not necessary. The kind of thing you'd give to like a, a second grader who wanted to be some sort of mobster. Yeah. For Halloween. Exactly. I guess it was mobsters like, wear suits. It Never felt mind. like a Wolfman costume. Okay. Like it felt like a Halloween event Wolfman <laughs> costume. They could, they could not find the vein. They stuck me like eight times. So uh, they, they did not shave my right hand. They found it on that vein. So then they just put the bandaid over the hair on my hand. So that already hurt. And then I had an inexplicable bald hand. <laughs> But not even a hand that had, I guess maybe there was bruising all over it because of, but it it's kind, like the medical really. hand was the other one. It's and just- it looked like that for a long time. <laughs> like my, I have like 9am shadow. If I shave at 8am, uh-huh. my hand hair does not function that way. You should have taken those biotin gummies to make your hair grow faster. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I do have to say, just once the my little scary. Yeah, thing what's your scary week. thing? It was a dual. Uh, it was a dual scary thing. It was a dual lipa. Where I, <laughs> I saw dual lipa, <laughs> she had a pumpkin head. Um, <laughs> and okay, so I saw two movies this weekend. Uh-huh. Last Spooky Sunday, we all watched Home Alone. Mm-hmm. This yesterday, Spooky Sunday, we watched um, The Good Son, a kind of <gasps> a, a dual side oh. of Macaulay. Because uh, he's the evil kid, starring Dame Elijah Wood. <laughs> Thank you. As himself, he uh, he's like such a funny little adult in that movie. Anyway, um, I saw that <laughs> movie, and then Chris and I saw the new Japanese Godzilla movie, which people love. Yes, I cried. Uh, I was shocked. Wow. I, I I don't talk about this very often. Um, big monsters they be stressing me out. Yeah, they stress me out. Same more. Big monsters stress me out because, um. They can do so much damage and they don't even know what's happening. Yeah. It's me, it's me in a in a tight Italian restaurant. You know what I mean? Like I'm bumping into tables, I'm, you know, I'm tucking the the tablecloth into my into my pants. Like you're hip checking Nona <laughs> into the kitchen. For some reason I thought you said you, I thought you were gonna say you're HIPAA violate. I was like, oh my god, you're imagine HIPAA. violating a HIPAA in an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Oops. Um, I found someone's test results in the bathroom. Um <laughs> But it made me think like, but the type of stress I felt watching Godzilla was the same type of stress I felt watching The Good Son, which is like, this is a force of nature destroying everyone's lives around them. It can't help it. Exactly. And then I thought Godzilla versus The Good Son would be a very short movie. Yeah, Good Son stand no chance. Yeah, that's it. He can't manipulate Godzilla. You you classically cannot manipulate Godzilla. Godzilla doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> he doesn't famously doesn't he's not a verbal communicator. He's yes. a tactile learner. Tactile learner. And I guess in the Japanese lore of Godzilla, he just is so hard to kill. Yeah. And he's he's mad. He's not a good guy in that movie. He's he's mad. No. Um Anna well, Andrew. Do you mind if I jump right in? I think you should. To a time honored holiday tradition we have in this podcast of covering Yuletide, boogeymen, and women, and, and beings. beings. Um, thank you. Uh, and we, I really thought we had, I really thought we had. Um, boogie them. Boogied, bo- we've been boogied out. Boogie them. Boogie them. <gasps> wow. Did I just make a billion dollars? I think so. Okay, great. That's a really good idea. You thought you got all of them. I thought I got all of them. Because we've, we've covered Krampus, Frau Perkta, the Yule Lads, the Yule Cat. Um, Anna, I'm here to tell you. About a really horrible one whose name is Hans Trapp. Hans no. Trapp. I think we went to Tish with him. <laughs> he booked everything yeah. he ever auditioned for and then went into law. His dad is Pierce Brosnan? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And I found this, I found this on a list of uh of Yuletide Boogeyman. Um, but there's also a Ripley's Believe It or Not article that I read about. And that's as good as a book. It is as good as a book. I've got stuff on Wikipedia. And then this article on Pathios.com by Matt Oren has a really good headline that sucked me right in. Lay it on me. The child-eating scarecrow of Christmas. Good. Good. Hans Trapp is a legendary figure in the Alsace and Lorraine regions of France. I can't believe there's a region called Lorraine. <laughs> I'm from Lorraine, I'm, France. I'm French. <laughs> like, why are we in a fight? Oh, my God. I like my Dr. Pepper hot. That's how we French people like it. They open up a, a really dusty bottle of wine. She pops ice right in it. Like, Lorraine, Jesus. I want my wine cold and my Dr. Pepper hot. Well, there are several variations of the tale. The most popular one says that he was a cruel man of great wealth. However, he acquired his wealth not through hard work, but from acts of magic and packs with demons. 
He's in it. He's in Acts of Magic ministry. and Packs of Demons. Yeah. A two-prong approach. Exactly. He himself being a man who worshipped Satan. It said that he was heartless and vain, greedy, and would revel in sin. When the Vatican had heard of Trapp's cruelty and occultism, he was arrested and brought before the Pope. He was excommunicated for Satanism and demonolatry, and upon returning back home to Paris, he discovered that his land and property were confiscated from him, (gasps) and he was left without a single penny. The villagers of his hometown shunned and banished him to the woods and nearby Germany. Enraged and full of scorn for those who took everything away from him, he devoted himself more and more to his dark sorcery. All he could think about was taking revenge on the villagers who exiled him. His hermitage in the woods made him go insane, and soon he found himself craving the taste of human flesh. He became obsessed with the idea of cannibalism, and so he came up with a plan. He would disguise himself as a scarecrow, wearing raggedy clothing and stuffing it with straw and sticks, and would wait in the fields for his prey to come by. Uh, One day, a very young shepherd boy came strolling through the field. Taking a sharpened stick, Hans Trapp thrust it into the child and killed him, dragging his corpse back to his house where he butchered the child into pieces and roasted him over his fire. These fairy tales for children back then went in so hard in Europe. It really was like Fox News, but for young German children, like the scariest thing they could imagine was being roasted over flames. Yeah. And And that's all they tuned into was stories where that happened back there um just as he was about to take the first bite of flesh he had craved so much god struck him dead with a bolt of lightning he is like on people's radar the the vatican found out about his hobby (laughs) i know and then they took his house i love that god was distracted when he burned the kid alive and cut him into bits and then was like oh shit 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 bzrap like (laughs) he's not gonna eat the kid (laughs) sorry i was looking up i went to look something up on Instagram, but then the discover page distracted me. <laughs> so I wasn't looking. You ever do that? I figured like I, today was the day I cleaned my toothbrush and it <laughs> just, it took much longer. You're just supposed to replace them. <laughs> <laughs> um, falling down. He hit his head and died. Other twist. He didn't get killed by the lightning bolt. Lightning bolt hit him. He fell, hit his head and died. And that's called comedy. Cause of death. What yearish is this? So he is based on, on a real person. Right. Um, and this is Hans von Trotha was born in 1450 and oh. died in 1503. Old. Um, he was a knight, like truly a real knight who was entrusted with two castles in the Palatine and uh, the Palatine territory, which included territories of both France and Germany. He had a dispute with an abbot over property and possessions in one of the castles that he was given. An abbot is a clergy guy? I think it's where monks live. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Well, that's like, an abbey. Oh, yeah. Then what's an abbot? An abbey's our friend's dog. Hey, an abbot is the... Uh, I'll, I'll shut up. Never mind. <laughs> uh, um, bail. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> um, so he had this argument over possessions uh, and the abbot... Oh, the abbot lives in an abbey and maybe manages the abbey. Okay. So the abbot's a person, not yeah, a man student. who is the head of an abbey or of Thank monks. You. Thanks, yeah, babe. That's the best. Thank you. Jason. A monk landlord. Um, a monk mother. Monk Sorry. Mother. <laughs> monks, monks, please. Mother, may I monk with the abbot? What's happening? <laughs> no. <laughs> so Hans von Trotha was super mad at this abbot who was not giving him the possessions that he believed he was owed. So he created a dam which stopped the water supply for the entire village below. Um, And people were beginning to die of thirst. The abbot complained to the Vatican 
and tore down the dam, but then that flooded the village below, caused massive economic damage. Um, And so Hans von Trotha and the abbot got into a physical altercation. Um, So much so that the, uh, the emperor and the Vatican had to intervene and they still could not persuade Hans von Trotha to like give up the ghost. Um, So the Pope summoned Hans von Trotha to the Vatican to be questioned about his loyalty to the church. He declined the visit and Uh. accused the Pope of doing immoral things. Um, And the Pope was just like, well, you're excommunicated right now. And um, he had an imperial ban placed upon him by the emperor shortly after this excommunication. So he had to live in total exile. Can't go in the imperial. Yeah, he can't go in the imperial. Oh. And he died two years later of natural causes. Now, you might be also a a weird little detail about him. He was um, extremely tall for the time period. He was over two meters tall. So, which is at least 10 miles. (laughs) I believe two meters is like six foot two 40 kilograms yeah okay yeah kilograms per hour yeah um it's uh six foot 6.74 so he's six seven so he was so he's 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 a little murphy yeah so we're oh my god you're right so we're beginning to get into the territory of like why he became this boogeyman who was a scarecrow who ate children this is an exiled person (laughs) who was like willing to let an entire village die of thirst until he was given what he believed to be possessions that were owed to him right by the vatican um, also, but then the abbot was the one who caused the flooding. So it kind of is a, it kind of is a bit of a mess. Um, but what is, so how he ended up becoming this, this uh, Christmas boogeyman is that um, in nearby Germany, in Alsace, in Alsace, uh, he was often depicted as accompanying santa claus like there's there's, yes it makes it is so crazy i think because he's this because he like would be told because parents would tell their children about like this wicked old boogeyman who like didn't listen to the church um he was like well he's gonna come get you also there are some versions of the story where the lightning bolt did not kill um a hans trap but turned him into a living scarecrow who then eats children that is something that lightning can do. Yes. So because he was used to frighten children um, and he, he became the one to accompany the saint. So like St. Nicholas is about encouraging children to be good. And Hans Trapp is like, this is the underbelly of Santa Claus. Like it's the carrot and the stick. Exactly. Exactly. There's another figure who we've not covered called Necht Ruprecht, who is a similar, <laughs> is a similar kind of figure, but I don't believe based on a, on a, on a true person. Um, but Anna, there is a German song written about Hans Trapp. Oh. And I'd like I'd like to read it to you translated to English. Thank you. Look, there comes Hans Trapp. He has a nice pointed hat and a beard white like a roan. He comes from the beautiful starry sky and brings children a rod who do not do singing and praying. Look, Hans Trapp, we are so small <laughs> and <laughs> and good and obedient at home. <laughs> shouldn't come with your stick because we can sing and pray too. This is such a funny song to me. Wait, so who was singing and praying the first time around? I think it's that this is from the perspective of children. Right, but they said we can sing and pray too? Yeah, so who could... We can... Oh, we are good. We're so good and obedient and quiet at home. And we can sing and pray too. 
it's could it's, you read it one more time yes yes okay here we go look, look there, there comes, comes which is also weird to be like look there comes Han, oh boy. Hans trap there he, comes Hans trap he, he has, has a, a nice pointed hat, hat and, and a beard, beard white like a roan he, he comes from, from the beautiful, beautiful starry sky and brings, brings children abroad who do, do not do singing, do singing and, and dancing. playing. Da- bring. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Hanstrap, we, we are so small and good and obedient at home. At home. Shouldn't come, come with your stick because we can sing and play too. too. Sing and pray. Oh, we can sing and pray too. We can Maybe. sing and pray too. Who do not do... Okay. You get the rod if you don't do singing and praying. Right. They are saying that they can sing and pray. This feels, I feel like I'm in an escape room. (laughs) I know. If we translate (laughs) it to Russian, we can then put in the code to save nuclear. Jason's turning up his dial. I'm just saying they're saying they can sing and also pray. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That makes sense. Why are German parents punishing their children for not singing? It has to be like a mirthless song. Yeah. Every day I come back from work and none of you kids are singing. I ask for one You're thing. You're only praying. <laughs> You're all going to get hit by that guy. I. This is What's going on there? What is going on? Okay. Hans Trap. Hans Trap. Hans Trap. Yeah. Pointed hat? Pointed hat. Looks like a scarecrow. Might be a living scarecrow in some versions, but more often than not just looks like one. Okay, I'm really fascinated by the scarecrow imagery with this oh, whole yeah. vibe. Yeah, very scary. Which may not be the most natural thing to talk about after we no, read a, an old it. German song in unison. <laughs> I do think we summon something. I just need <laughs> I needed to hear it. Yeah. I think I'm having this feeling right now. It's mid-December officially. Yes. And there's still... What I love is the ghost of fall decorations in wintertime. Oh my God, Annie, you're right. I love the the grotesquerie yeah. that is seeing a hay bale on uh, December 12th. It, uh, Ugh. Uh, obscene. Ugh. <laughs> and like seeing like a, a little like pumpkin. I went for a walk with my mom in the woods and they, people They're in my hometown throw pumpkins, pumpkins <gasps> in the woods and it's just squirrels fucking and sucking and pissing and <laughs> twerking and, and shirking <laughs> <laughs> taking their clothes off and <laughs> they're getting all up on the holidays are all up on squirrels banking their bellies and fucking <laughs> i really i think that there's something scary about being haunted by a scarecrow at christmas that is a really good point anna it really does when you see a thanksgiving thing at christmas it feels like you're not singing or praying that's true. It feels like you've been very bad. There's like a guilt feeling that I feel when I see There's like a some, happy Thanksgiving sign. Yes. I feel sick to my stomach. I don't know what's going on with the people in our building. Every single apartment but ours <laughs> still has multiple pumpkins out in the hallway. It's indoors. Don't. And these are not carved pumpkins. These are just regular pumpkins. They're but sitting I'm like, there. The rot's in there and it's coming. It's coming for you. <laughs> How let, should we place bets on how long we think the longest pumpkin will be there? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm right just, in with your guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your guess? I had February eighteenth come to mind like a bolt. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a cup. There is one apartment in particular that I believe is two straight roommates. I was about to say two straight gay roommates. <laughs> two, <laughs> two two straight male roommates, and that pumpkin that pumpkin's out there for a long time. Yeah, that's like we both 
I went away for three weeks, and that which overlapped with when he went away for a month. Yeah, and then when we both got back, we had way too much on our plate. <laughs> we can't we, the pumpkin. Every away. time you leave your apartment, you're like, I could throw that out, but I'm not gonna. That is so. I, I think I'm like. I think part of it to me too is that some people have um, a wreath out and a pumpkin, and I'm like, we've got to make a decision. See, this makes me feel like I'm looking at Hans Trap. Yes, that is Hans Trap. Hans Trap. And that's I, it's I, so sickening. That is such a good that is such a good one to one of what feels wrong about Hans Trap. Yeah, what else is scary about Hans Trap? Um tall, I mean, when someone tall is not I was about to say when someone tall is not hot. That's not what I mean. <laughs> when someone tall wishes you harm, it's very frightening. Yeah, you're used to people who are over 6'3 yeah. playing down. Yes, yes. When someone's six and a half feet tall, right. they are um, proactively gentle, Yeah, I find. Right, yeah. But when they're not even doing that, no, it's there's something dangerous. off. They're yeah. not playing by the rules. Right. Also, when everyone is mad at someone, I'm not encouraging bullying, but sometimes when someone's like, oh, well, when the emperor and the pope are mad at you and like your whole town, it's not that I think you're bad. I think it's that maybe it's time to like take a look at your actions. Yeah. Hans Trap is about like taking a look at at your actions. (laughs) If every abbot is an asshole, (laughs) what's the common denominator there? Hans Trap writing into Am I the Asshole? Hans Trapp being like, ugh, you know how it is when you're in a fight with everyone, including the Vatican. And God. Ugh, this month has been fucked. (laughs) There also is something uh, vaguely Greek about his story that is a little unusual to me. Like, it feels like a Greek myth. Because I feel like God so rarely in the Christian tradition is transforming someone. He's not throwing bolts. He's not throwing bolts to transform. That, yeah, that is sort of like... That's he's too straight for that. Yes, God is too straight. For I was that. gonna call the uh, Judeo Christian God regular God, which <laughs> I have to look inward. Yeah, that we were, we're both looking inward. <laughs> I also think it's scary that some people have star quality, yeah. like Hans Trip shouldn't have been too famous, mm-hmm. but he's he's in fights with the Pope. The emperor, and then he's being shown negatively side by side with Santa. Yeah, some people just the cream rises, whether or not it's good cream or stinky cream. Yeah, I like to think on some level that I could become everyone's favorite without doing much, Uh and it's never going to happen. But for someone like him, it just happens. You know, (laughs) he didn't try to be the worst guy. He didn't try to flood the valley. It it feel what I. This is just an article on what was it? Odeon.com. Patheon. Patheon. it's it didn't seem like there was a lot of effort on his part of like how am i gonna do this it felt like it was like you're not gonna okay great flood yeah or like starve and then flood that is i think when i think about hans trap who's an old friend i think about (laughs) i think about how especially in college or in high school you have you you have a friend who is like a mean friend who everyone's a little bit scared of Mm -hmm. right and it's like the question might be like, why would you remain friends with that person? And a part of it is that everyone's a little scared, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other part is like, you need that person in proximity to you to be like, whatever they're doing, I got to do the opposite of that, you know? And I feel like that's Santa's MO here. That's St. Nicholas. He's like, oh, I'm bringing my friend. It's like, I'm bringing my, bring my friend out. Oh, Santa. Yeah. That's like when a nice person is a really mean friend. Yeah always oh. yeah i think you and i are thinking maybe of similar people. 
I was um, thinking, no, yeah. No, yeah. Well, let's dish we gotta, right now. We got to get the fuck out of here. Private citizens. Private. Yeah. Um, wh- could we cast it? I'd love to cast Honstrap. Zach Woods. Holy hell. Playing against type. Yes, I love Zach Woods as Honstrap. He just, I would love to see him disappear into an, a, a German freak. <laughs> yeah, I would love a movie with Zach Woods as Honstrap and, um, oh gosh. Who would be Santa Claus to Zach Woods? Bobby Moynihan? That's really good. He's, yeah. He'd be a swarthy Santa, which I do love. I, yeah, I like that too. I That's really like nice. That. I feel like, I don't know. Let's write it up. Pitch it out. Hunstrap. The kids Jason. are clamoring for Hunstrap. <laughs> Burn the microphones. I don't know how recording works. I think if you, I think it stores in the microphone. Hunt down each of the gentle listeners. <laughs> Jason, you know what to do. He um, buys a ruggle at the store. I'm what is delightful about Yuletide Boogeyman is that they keep coming up too. There's no shortage of them. Like no. Recht Ruprecht or whatever his name is that I just found. Necht. Necht Ruprecht. I just it that I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, I think I prefer Hans Trap. Hans Trap sound I mean, when you got a name like that, you're gonna be famous. That's true. Two monosyllabic wow. names. Santa's old. Santa's old. Hans Trap? Tall. <laughs> yeah. Santa's been around. Yeah, that is, and and he's a he's a what is he? He's a Turkish bishop. <laughs> that, well, that felt so cutting. This is, <laughs> and what is he? A Turkish bishop. <gasps> Here's the crazy thing that I found about the like the uh, Catholic Church lore of Saint Nicholas. One of his miracles is that he brought a child back to life who had been chopped up into pieces. What? Yes, unrelated chopped up child. Unrelated to Hans Trap. Which, oh my God, that's the story, right? <laughs> yeah. If Hans Trap cut up the little kid, God zapped Hans into scarecrow mode, and then St. Nicholas showed up. He's like, I'm bringing this kid back to life. That'd be a great story. It, would it? No, but, I, <laughs> but it sure is something I said. It sure is both kids. <laughs> Chopped up a kid, but they're mad about the water stuff. God damn. Yeah, get your priorities straight. I guess it's sort of like people being mad about like, I don't know, Princess Peach having agency and like not the world falling apart. Like, I don't know. I don't want Princess Peach in pants. Like, I don't, it's just weird. Put her in a skirt. Hans Trap, no. Skirt. I'm going to scare crows. Um, Anna, thank you so much for letting me share. Andrew, thank you so much for letting you share. Okay. Um, and gentle well, listeners, we hope you have a very happy holiday in whatever way you celebrate it. We do. Today's a shorty. We both got a... It's a shorty. We got therapy. We got appointments. I, we've, we've got to run. We've got to run. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Men will literally go around the world in one night giving presents to good little boys and girls instead of going to therapy. Men will literally bring back to life a chopped up child <laughs> searching for sainthood. Um... Anna, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Andrew, Happy New Year. Andrew, Merry Holidays. Merry Holidays. And a Christmas new me. And everybody else? Get, get out. out.